on each person to find that fulfillment for themselves. I think happiness is probably a better thing to optimize for than money. Welcome to Jesus and Juliet. I am here with my good friend and coworker, Thomas Magby. Hi. Hi. Um, I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my claim to fame, actually. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We, um, like I said, we work together, and I know that he's been on my podcast before, and so he is here with me today. We are going to talk about something completely different than what we talked about last time. Last time um, we talked about like Antigone, didn't we? Yes. Did we talk about Greek plays for like 45 yes. minutes? Yeah. Apologies for that. <laughs> so obviously my podcast pivoted. Oh my gosh. <gasps> See? See? Oh, wow. It's all connected. I like is, this a lot. This is good. It is all connected. Thomas and I are similar in certain aspects. I don't know what those aspects are. I just know that we re- relate to what each other. What does this really mean? Well. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe like uh, businessy things. I don't know what it is because we're completely yeah. different. <laughs> but, yes. but we do but understand each, each other? other. Is that? Yes. yes Maybe that's, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, we sure. relate to each other and it potentially is businessy stuff, but we can talk for forever about things. And so I, I thought it was really interesting because both of us are kind of going through these significant career changes right now. And I mean, I don't know that mine's significant <laughs> because I'm still... <laughs> it's huge. Yours I'm, is huge. I'm I'm dropping, I guess, a huge part of my life. Yes, out. But, um, right. but keeping my kind of job. Anyway, so I think that we are going through these huge changes. And like I just mentioned, my podcast pivoted. Last year, I felt like that was like really big buzzword for 2020 because businesses had to shift the way that they did business. In-person businesses had to become online businesses or drive-through businesses. And then I also think that through the pandemic, if you're listening from the future, there's pandemic. <laughs> We're in it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would love if there's a point in the future where people don't remember that. Of, yeah. you know, people are listening to this in like 2035 and they're like, the what? The what? That'd be great. I love um, that. The bubonic plague. What? No. Um, Feels that way. Yeah. So, um, I think that in everyone going through that and kind of being home, I honestly don't really know why. Like so many people went through such a drastic change of heart mm. about their life. I can't pinpoint. Like even myself, I'm like, uh, I had a lot of time to think. I guess, or I had a lot of time to process what I was doing with my life. Maybe, maybe people are like, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm following my dreams. Like, (laughs) and I don't know where that came from, but maybe we just had a lot of time on our hands to think about. (laughs) Just more time to think about. Yeah. I think that's what it was though. Right. But yours happened before that you started, you've talked a little on the podcast about Austin acting that happened before, (laughs) like literally a month before the pandemic. Right. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but you must, yeah. So you were starting a transition. That's a year and a half ago at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I was transitioning to doing that, but then I transitioned out of that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean, I I totally went through that process too of just kind of, I mean, rethinking. I mean, we also moved like right. to a place that is completely different from living in the city, and so 
I mean, I don't have like animals or anything, but um, not, not yet, at least, right? Yeah, on the weekends yeah. you can find yeah, me look. cutting trees down. And <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I mean, not you. me. You know, I yeah. just dragged them to the burn pile. But <laughs> I, th- exactly. you know, we, we, you know, we moved outside of the city too, right? Right. Yes. Recently, I'm just saying we're both making all. The, uh, I feel like I'm just following in your footsteps with all these things. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Basically, Thomas wants it to be me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying. I'm trying to say it without saying it out loud. But here we are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I think lots of people were thinking about where their life was going, and I know that happened with me. Um, and I talked about this in an episode, but if you're tuning into this episode and haven't listened to any of the other ones, basically, I directed shows for 20 years. I have a degree in directing. That has been my life. And I recently had announced and just finished my last show at, that I wasn't going to be directing anymore and that I also was changing my podcast to be more lifestyle. And then I also started a capsule wardrobe course, which is in process right now. So yeah, so I changed a lot of things. And I wanted to ask you, Thomas, to kind of go through, I mean, not like you don't have to go through your entire life story, but I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) under a full moon. (laughs) My mom met my dad. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We can go back that far. This is great. I like this. Um, Just tell us where because I and also keep in the theater stuff because I think it's really <laughs> interesting. Is it though? That's yeah, interesting. Start, okay. start there. Start there. That, that was back in like high school and middle school though. I did. So I, in middle school and high school, I did speech and theater. I'm wondering what connection you saw because by the time I was a senior in high school, I wanted to go off to college to become an accountant. I wanted like a really stable, safe job that would like make money. And so I went off to college and I took my first accounting class and I hated it. I was miserable every single day I was in there and pretty promptly changed my major to marketing. None of, none of this is interesting though. Is this the interesting stuff? I am interested. You're a very kind person. I majored in marketing. I, I got a double major at marketing and psychology, but the psychology major was because my now wife, then girlfriend was a psychology major and I wanted to take classes with her. So I got a psychology major so I could sit next to her in a bunch of classes. And I'm the reason she got an A minus in like one class because I would keep just that's me distracting her just to be clear that she's she's an A student. And then I distracted her all the time. Yeah, I went to UT. That's where I I studied marketing and psychology, then went to work in technical marketing in here in Austin. I worked for an engineering company that helped them sell engineering equipment to big companies in California. That's what I did for three or four years. I'd always known that I wanted to go back to school to get a master's of business, get my MBA. And three years on, I just, I don't know. Have you had this feeling before of you've kind of gotten everything you needed to out of a place and you're ready for the next thing. And that's kind of what happened to me. I just knew it was the right time. Applied back to UT for an MBA, got in and went there for a couple of years. You skipped the part that you got a job at Veritas. <laughs> no, no, I didn't skip that part. You didn't? No. So I have an MBA already. Do you know I have an MBA? I do know and, that. Oh, so I'm going back for a master's right now is what's happening. Yes. So, yes. So, oh man, I'm not even at the Veritas part yet. <laughs> went to UT for an MBA. Oh, um, okay. And wanted to get into um, personal finance for wealthy individuals, which is called private wealth management. 
and focused on that for two years, interned in that field, got a full-time job in that field. I just wasn't happy. It wasn't what I had uh, expected going into that field. I wasn't happy with the person I was becoming. Um, I was just super aggressive and competitive and um, took all my time and I wasn't focused on my family and it was not, uh, it just wasn't good for me. And that's when Veritas comes in the picture. So my wife was working at Veritas at the time and they had this opening for this dean of student life position, someone who would work very closely with the students, plan a lot of class trips, kind of do all the fun stuff around school. And it lined up with a lot of my background in college ministry. I've been a part of a college ministry at UT now for a decade, uh, 12 years, longer than that, something I just really care about. And so lined up really well with that, uh, lined up with some counseling background that I had working for a counseling center here in Austin. And it was a totally unexpected opportunity. Did not think that I would work at Veritas anytime soon. And the right opportunity came and I took it. And that was five years ago. Super, super thankful for that opportunity that came across my way. I can keep going from there. Um, Cause I guess, so Laura asked me to talk about like big transitions a few weeks ago. No, it must've been a few months ago at this point. And I kind of like hemmed and hawed about it because I just announced within the last month or so that I'm leaving Veritas and going back to UT to get another master's because I really like master's degrees. It's like this little collection thing I have. Uh, it's like, it's like your passport book where you get all the stamps in there. I'm just trying to get it. I'm trying to fill up my stamp book is what I'm trying to say. Like pogs. (laughs) (laughs) How many people are going to understand that reference? No one. I didn't even know you would. Of course. I I, I might even have my collection in here somewhere. This, which is slightly, it's not embarrassing. I'm going to own that. You know what? This is, this is just who I am. I grew up in the nineties. Like, what do you want from me? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you know Pog has a new meaning now? Like for the high schoolers, you should ask oh, them what no. Pog means. Yeah, it's not a bad. Okay, thing. Uh, I was like, what? It's not I a just, bad thing. What have I done? <laughs> all the all, everyone in the audience is like, oh, Miss Kennedy is so cool. It's like, no, no, you're using a 20 year old definition. So this yeah, is uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm going back to school for a master's of science in data science. In a lot of ways, it feels similar to five years ago of the right opportunity came my way. It matches with my background and it's, I'm just excited to keep learning. I know you didn't intend for this to take an Enneagram direction, but this all lines up with having some self-knowledge of me as a five. My, one of my main goals is to learn, is to yeah grow in knowledge, which is again, why double majoring and getting multiple master's degrees, like it all fits with me personally. Laura, you listening to this, do you think this sounds crazy to go back for a second master's? Would you ever want to do something like that? No. But it's because I don't have a specific thing the way that you did. So I think that's, I thought this was your first master's. So it's not. It's Mm. second. Nope. Second. But but what I, I know that when Steven, so Steven and I's background, my husband, Steven. So he doesn't have a degree or anything. He didn't go to college. I have a degree in directing. And... Um, which most people would say is nothing, but, um, but degree, like, no, what a degree in directing, what are you talking about? But, but basically we, we both really, when we talk to our kids about going to college and things like that, we're like, if you have something specific that you're going for, like something like you going back for your master's in data something or other nailed it yep got yeah. it yeah that's what's on your degree <laughs> that is something oh cool <laughs> or other <laughs> or other i like this even better etc comma etc et that's the name of the program yeah like that sounds so 
like specific and like it really plays a part in a business that most of us don't even know what part that is. And I think that that's, you know, my dad was a couple years ago, he ended up having heart problems and he was going to found out that he needed a quadruple bypass. But in in the two weeks between finding out and then having it, he was on a roller coaster of emotions, basically. Right. And so during that time, I remember getting this phone call where he was like, I really feel like you need to get your master's. You need to go get your master's. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why? Why? <laughs> Why do I need to do that? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and I think that that's, I don't, for me, if I was planning on teaching at a college level, university level and directing at that mm-hmm. level, then I can see why I would need to do that. But I've never thought about doing that. I feel like even though my job is a little different from like a fine arts person at another school it's kind of like my dream job, you know, if I'm going to stay in fine arts, like, hey, like, I'm running a fine arts. You're already doing it, right? Right, I'm already doing it. Like, you know, right. Um, So then what's the point? Right, what's the point? Getting more education for something you're already doing. And because I'm, you know, starting another business that has nothing to do with theater. And so, you know, if I was going to, I guess I would get one in business. But, (laughs) but then there's part of me that's like, do I need to get one in business? I could just start a business. So I think, yeah, I think that, that, and that's what we've kind of kind of told the kids is like, you know, when you have something specific that you want to go to school for, then go to school. But I, sure. it feels like there's a lot of things you can do without going to school, you know? Sure. I agree with that. I do think there's, you know, this is the classical education person in me. There's something to be said just for a broad yes. four-year liberal arts education that mm-hmm. in, at some level, I think I, I wouldn't have done this at the time, but part of me wishes I could have just gotten a four-year again, liberal arts degree, and then gotten a master's immediately after right. with the master's being for job training or some kind of specialization. Right. But if I hadn't gone straight to school, I wouldn't have met my now wife. Do, do, like the, the thing that like really lasted from my undergrad degree isn't necessarily the marketing stuff I learned. It's like my, it's close friends and it's my now wife. So there's something to be said for that on the well, and not I was necessarily that, specifically what you learn. Yeah. So when you went through those different sections of your, you know, educational and then career journey, like, yep. do you look back and have regrets? Or you're like, no, I was there for this reason. Like, this is what I learned from that process. And I don't regret any of it. Or do you I don't regret do you any of that? it? Because each one was chosen for its own reasons that I enjoyed what I learned and learned in undergrad. It landed me full-time work after graduating the things i've learned about finance and investment management from my masters i still use and still talk about to this day i've talked with you before about my very you know my little side hustle around um financial newsletter writing and a little bit of financial coaching on the side and so in some sense everything i've learned travels with me i'm i have all of those experiences as i go wherever i go and that makes me more interesting or more knowledgeable and again i'm not done learning i'm not done adding to the things that I want to do in the future. So no, I don't regret any of that because I would be, it's hard to answer that. I would be a different person if I didn't take that same path. Right. But none of them come off as like mistakes. Right, right, Um, right. So when you went to the student life position at Veritas, did people think that you were crazy? Yes, I got, (laughs) yes, a lot of people did. Um, There were many people who were concerned. I got lots of questions about how long I thought this would last. 
I graduated from undergrad in 2011. I've never been fired from a job. I've never been asked to leave. Um, it's all been my choice for when I exit those jobs. But there were lots of people who thought that something had happened with my previous employer. Oh. And like that was the reason for the move because they couldn't fathom why would you move from, I mean, it boils down to why, why I move from making more money to making less money. I mean, that's really what most of this boils down to. Um, right, right, right. And I just think that's a shallow way of looking at it. And Again, you had your experience with multi-level marketing before this. I don't know if you've talked about that on the podcast very much. Uh, but... I probably mentioned it briefly, yeah. but yeah, I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned. And <laughs> but yeah, I don't have any regrets. Even when I do, like when I think back to the fact that I did accounting, like I was that your first job? I was trying to remember. My first no, my first job was retail. I did retail a bunch when I was really young, like in high school mm -hmm. and college. Uh, I remember <laughs> I remember being in college and getting a job at Gap Outlet and being like, yeah, nice. they have headsets. I was like, what? <laughs> headsets? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes. My sister worked for Old Navy and she had our Old Navy and Gap, the same company. Yes, they are. I'm just trying to remember. Her thing was the discount. So she would yeah. work. She worked a bunch in high school and then would work one day a month, I think, to maintain the discount through college. Anyway, just she yes. loved that job for that. Yeah, I, I learned bookkeeping because Steven was doing remodeling. And so I learned QuickBooks and then basically getting a job. And I, this company, this like media company needed a bookkeeper. And I think that's what it was advertised as was a bookkeeper. Yeah. And so I applied and I ended up getting the job. And I remember it was I like kind of negotiated my salary and was feeling like really awesome about the salary I negotiated. <laughs> But then I got there and I did the work, but I did not understand what I was doing. I didn't understand the company model. It was very confusing. It was like they would do those pop-up ads that were like, mm -hmm. put your information in. They collected leads. It was like mm -hmm. lead cool. generation, but I right. didn't know sure. what lead generation was. I wasn't like, right. I didn't, I had never run businesses. I didn't know what a lead was even. And I remember they had to keep explaining to me what they did. <laughs> But I, I did the job, right? Like they were, right, right. I like organized everything. Everything was fine. I went through tax season with them and like got all the right like things organized. But, and that's when I had gotten pregnant with Jude. And I remember I was just like, I would have heart palpitations because I would be so nervous about, mm -hmm. about doing that. Um, because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, right. I ended up quitting that. But it's so funny when people find out that I did. And then I did accounting. Accounting. I right. did. Yeah, I did like job cost accounting for a, a construction company in Austin that built apartments. And I was there for a while. But yeah, people are always just like, what? You did accounting? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can do numbers. But <laughs> well, why not. did you, you, but at that point you had your degree in directing, right? And yes. wasn't directing the thing that you wanted to be doing? I don't think I was sure. So I had directed mm -hmm. a couple of shows at Bowie, I mean, I was still directing on a regular basis, but I had, it was like, I directed two years in a row at Bowie directing like a show and it was like hodgepodge. I directed community theater and I, I think right before I turned 30, I was 29 and I remember just kind of trying to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life. And cause I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> I was doing, like, I hated working for a mm. construction company. And so I thought I was going to go back to school. I did at that point look at going back to school to get my master's to direct at university right. level. Um, I looked at doing that. I looked at starting my own business where I went to 
co homeschool co-ops to teach theater classes. I even went to a couple of them, but they were like really long drives. I had applied at a Christian school and then I had done multi-level and that's when I started multi-level marketing. And at yeah. the exact same time is when I found that Veritas was hiring mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't have a teaching degree. So they, you know, I couldn't get hired. I had also gone to try to get my teaching certification. Right. So yeah, I'd gone through all those things. And I think that was, there was definitely a moment where I was like, okay, I'm like almost 30 years old and I don't know what the heck I'm doing with my mm. life. Right. <laughs> um, and that's like a problem because I like Is things it? to that's... fit in a box and I want to know. Uh, I don't yeah. feel that way. So that's, I'm like, I I'm following your story perfectly. I'm just like, yeah, that's a great story. I'm not, yeah. I don't reach the end of that. And I'm like, Laura better get her stuff together. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really what I was thinking is I should know what I want to do by now. And so then when I started working at Veritas, yeah, when I started working at Veritas, I wasn't even sure whether I was good at it. And I, I'm someone that needs to know I'm doing, I'm good at something before I keep right. doing it. <laughs> and, um, and so I think that the, when I started directing SR and we had one act and we did well. I think the thrill of doing well, there was like a thrill behind it, but there's also like a validation like, hey, you like you're okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can hold your own against other right. schools. And that's really when I first kind of was like, oh, okay, I think I really do like doing this. Right. Um, but at the same time, when I did multi-level marketing, I think that there's something in that that showed me like a freedom that you can have. And that's something that I think Steven and I, once you have that, then it's hard to go back into like working world full time. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's It's right. hard to go back to that. And I think that's where my need to pursue different businesses or side hustles or whatever you want to call them, like where right. that comes from, maybe. Because I feel like I originally wanted one full-time job to meet all my needs for important work and social connection and like, you know, interestingness of the work itself. And I don't think I think that anymore. So that's, you know, I graduated when I was 20 or 21 and for probably for 10 years after that, that's what I expected a job to do. And I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I wonder, did you go through something like that too, of being able to separate those out? Yes, because I mean, I have even told Stephen, I there is something about working at Veritas and doing what I do that is very fulfilling to me. And yeah. that is that like, like I said, it's that like dream job thing. And it's also something I feel like I'm pretty good at. And I, I mean, I can always get better, but I feel like I'm good at like, you know, it's basically like being an event planner, basically, is all I <laughs> <Sure>. do. <laughs> I could plan I weddings. Know. I'm just kidding. But like, it's it's just a bunch of event planning. And yeah. and I think it's really fun. And I don't, I just don't see why I would need to cut that particular thing out. But instead, because I am not full time, I am able to pursue other things. And like the wardrobe course, like that came out of like nowhere. That was like, I don't know. It's it's weird to think someone the other day on this group was like, I'm looking for a stylist. <laughs> and like the, a couple That's of cool. these girls who have taken my course like right. tagged me in it. And I was like, what? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. 
you know? But you are. And, but that's what, like, that's the thing. It's like anyone can be whatever they want. And I think it's really crazy once you start to realize that, like, if I wanted to be, I'm trying to think of something that's not, like, reliant on, like, the physical. I was thinking, like, a women's NBA player. And then I'm like, maybe go. not that, but... <laughs> If you but put like, your mind to it. If I put my mind to it. But like, let's say I wanted to like work at NASA. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Like if I went through all the schooling and did all the things and I was really in smart and I worked really, really hard that. and like yeah. I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I feel like someone, but a lot of people don't think that. But anyway, I mean, this is kind of going off topic. I don't really know. But no, I, th- no, I think it's on topic. Um, I don't remember the names of this and I don't think anyone will care, but there are two ways of, I don't know if it's goal setting, you might call it, or but like two ways of moving forward. Again, we're talking about career things. There's one group that would say, well, the right way to do career things is to plan 10 years in the future. And whatever that 10 year in the future thing that I want to be, I need to do this next year, this the year after, this the year after that. You set a goal in the future, and then you figure out all the steps in between based on that goal. But the other way is you look at what's around you and what's available, and you pick the next right thing. And then you go to that. And then you look around you again and what's the next right thing. So take for you of you have this background in fashion. Well, that led you to your uh, beta testing of a capsule wardrobe group. Well, you doing that then led to a product, right? A course that you're selling. It's not up right now, but I think we'll be up soon. Correct. You're right. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's also, well, then the next step after that is individual um, styling, right? If that's something you want to pursue. And then it just, you didn't plan to end up at this spot, but you followed the next right thing each step of the way. And it's taken you somewhere better than where you started. Right. Right. And I also think that, yeah, I mean, that's probably exactly what I did because I didn't plan this obviously, but I think also like you reevaluate when you've been somewhere for a while, but also have been through something like a pandemic or whatever. I think that you take, it's almost like you reevaluate your life or where you are at that moment basically taking a look at where you are right then and all the different parts of your life and you're kind of like what am i doing and so directing was one of those things where i was like i realized that i was in love i realized that i wanted to sit in class and laugh with my students more than i wanted to put together a show it was like this weird part where i felt like the students in class were like are we gonna like are we going to rehearse or like <laughs> what's happening, you know? And, and right. I kind of was like, yeah, I, my heart wasn't so much in having that dream about a show and picking out the the costumes and the set and the, and doing all the stuff and the rehearsals and, and the way that it used to be like my everything. I remember whenever I would do one act, I would think right. of like, what's that one thing I can do in this show that's just going to blow people away and then I just started, I, I've started to kind of lose um, the need for that. You know, I also feel like the Holy Spirit was talking to me and just putting all these signs in front of my face that was like, basically about my own kids. And I think that mm. I also had this realization that like, I've been gone a lot <laughs> like over right. the course of time. And well, when your oldest was born, didn't you bring him to rehearsal like the week late? It was some crazy. That was my, that was Jack having him. Yeah, that was my youngest. That was your youngest. Okay. Jude was a year just under two, I think, when I started working at Veritas. And so I had someone that would watch him like at Mocha 
like a college student that I would like pay to get him stuff at Mocha and he would toddle around right. um, until I was done teaching my, my fifth, sixth class. But so he basically grew up. I mean, both of them have now because the youngest, yeah, I had, it was my first one act. And so I was really, again, at that moment where I was like, I really need to prove myself, right? You know, like I really need to right. like do this right. And I also had this like new group of kids that were still getting used to me and I wanted to like impress them or make them proud or whatever it was. And, right. and so, um, and I couldn't, I didn't want to lose any time working on one act by taking maternity leave. So two weeks after having him, I was like, here we go. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. I know. So, um, Hey, we did really good that year, but I, I, <laughs> is that when you all won state? That was not when we won state. No, that was okay. the very first competition and we won first. So, okay. yeah, I don't remember what kind of competition it was, if it was district or, there were three that year, so I don't remember. But yeah, so I think like it just like you, you know, are in a different yeah. spot than you know a couple years ago or five years ago when you started working at Veritas. When and I started, like, right. now you have a baby. Well, that's um. I wanted to ask you. I feel like having you know, my son is almost two years old now, and so having a kid, I think, changed a lot of this for me too. That's where for you that you know you're just now looking at how to cut back in some ways. I don't know. Did anything change for you after you had your kids also, how you viewed your career? Yeah. So with my oldest, I that's why I did multi-level marketing. I did that to be home with him. So I guess I would say, yeah, I wasn't totally gone. I was doing that. I became a stay-at-home mom and then Steven eventually became a stay-at-home dad. So we were right. home, but but when I think of terms of like, being at Veritas and having to do the homeschool days and all of that, that was the stuff that, I mean, Jude pretty much did on his own. And so that kind of changed. But then after having, I guess it's not like right after having them, it's more like kind of realizing what they were like in a way and thinking about them in terms of their own, where they are in their life. So mm-hmm. it wasn't so much like me making the decision to not direct anymore while yes, like I, I'm doing that. Cause I also don't know that I was like absolutely in love with putting a show together the way that I used right. to be. I also right. was seriously thinking, where is Jude in his life right now? Where is Jack in his life? Like they are both at points where they both need me. Like your right. kid always needs you, obviously. But like Jude is about right. to be in fifth grade. Like he's humongous. He's about to go into like a big school, right? You know, like our right. school yes. is it's fifth through twelfth in one building. Like it's a big it's a big adjustment. He's gonna be playing a sport, like and he's kind of emotional and sensitive and and things like that. And I feel like I really need to be there for that kind of emotional, like gushy stuff and help him through puberty, I guess, or whatnot. And then I have Jack. Where is Jack in his life? Jack is my youngest. He's um, a little wild. His Academically, he's struggling a little bit. Um, Jude didn't really, but Jack struggles to even like sit down and do his work. And he's about to get, he's in first grade now. 
totally fine. I can skip things. I can not do things. It doesn't like affect his life. But he's about to be in second and second, third and fourth. They ramp up and and right. it starts to be like history and science and, and um, all sorts of other craziness. And um, I can't just let that go or let him do that on his own the way that I did with Jude. He's a different kid. Right. So I think also thinking about them where they are and realizing like they need me more now. I like how you're asking yes, mine. questions. Well, no, I'm so part of it. It's like all the same things are impacting both of us, but it's in like very different ways. So that's more what's it's, it's just what's interesting to me because I would, again, my son is younger than your two kids, but it was, I mean, the moment he was born, it was just like, he is the center. Like he's the most important thing. And mm-hmm. I think there was a certain kind of fulfillment from work I was looking for. And then I had Asher and like, he was it. And this is similar to what you're saying, but the amount of impact I can have for that one human being is so much more than I can have for any other person. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so I just, again, uh, I would say some part of me leaving my previous career was uh, what might be called a quarter life crisis. This like, you know, is my life having any significance? Am I doing anything important? Which led me then to nonprofit work, which working at the school, incredibly thankful for my time, but I just don't have that same anxiety about doing work that will like last forever because the work that will last is the work I put into my family. I don't know. It's just like totally upended what I think I was looking for. And so that's some part of where I am right now. Of I want to follow something that will be interesting work but it doesn't have to be the same like world altering thing that I thought I needed before. Does that make sense? Or do I sound like a wacko? No. Do you think that what you're going to be doing is, are you like, you know, that's the fun stuff. Like that's the stuff that I really, really like. Yes. So when I was applying for master's programs the first time, wahoo, I applied to a bunch of dual master's programs, dual math plus business. Ultimately decided, I ultimately didn't go into one of those programs because I wanted to stay in Austin. UT doesn't offer a dual program like that. Again, I look back to undergrad. I almost got a math minor. Like I took like upper level math classes for fun because I'm a nerd and then almost got a master's in math um, five years ago at this point. So no, it's, it's more looking back and realizing the things that I just hadn't seen along the way. But when I reflect, it's well, like, obviously this thing was there in the same way that when I came to Veritas, obviously that's like one-on-one personal care on the ministry and the counseling side had been there for a long time. And then it connected into this one job. I look today and see all these, all this interest in math that coalesces around data science, the program I'm going into now. So it's things that I just hadn't seen before. It's, it's been there, but I don't think I realized that it was something I was interested in. That's why I asked that because I also realized I always had an interest in fashion, I think, and clothing. Right. But I think when we, or when I was younger, I think that there's like, I don't know if that was a time when college was pushed. Maybe it's been always been pushed. I have no idea. But I ever, I never thought I could do anything because I didn't have a degree in it. And, and now it's not like that. It's like, you literally could call your expert yourself an expert in anything and do it and people will follow you. And that's can be good or bad, I guess. But I have always had that interest. And I think what I've talked to Stephen about and realized is like, in reality, you can take anything that you really enjoy doing and you can either choose to make a lot of money or not make a lot of money. Because in reality, if I wanted to 
I, you know, I didn't make a lot of money directing. I didn't do it because I was trying to be rich, but I could, I totally could get rich off of directing, but I have to think outside the box. That doesn't mean that I have to go to school or do this. Like there's so many different businesses that I could, I could do a course on directing. I could like start an acting school. I could, you know what I mean? Like there's so many other things that I could do to make money where I'm still doing what I love. But what happens right. is, and this is maybe a little, I don't know if this is off topic, but like when you're thinking in terms of, you know, we work at a school and we work with high school students and like the first thing is like, oh, well, I don't want to do acting because I can't make any money at it. And you're kind of right. like, well, that's not, no, like you can, like, I think that that anything could be something that you can get wealthy off of. It's just that you have to think outside the box a little bit and maybe that becomes right. a business and not like a job where someone is paying you a paycheck. But right. the other thing that I realized is why I stopped multi-level marketing and doing accounting and all these things is I would get I would get to a point where I would had like major burnout. And the same thing with with directing shows too. Like I and not as much with directing shows because there's a lot of support there and there's a lot of, I don't know, it's not like me by myself, but I realized that I reach a point of burnout, like where sure. I don't want to do anything and <laughs> and that's really bad. And right. so I... Um, Did you get there with the most recent show? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it burnout. I don't know what I call that. <laughs> that was like right. <laughs> burnout, <A lot>. depression. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what that was, but that was just a lot. But I just finished a show. And while we were directing that show, my co-director passed away unexpectedly. And so that's why I haven't posted in a while. Anyway, yep. it was really difficult and really hard and a really difficult process to go through. And But we the show must go on and we did need to finish directing that. And so... Yeah, I mean, there were some really, really rough times, like a lot of lying in bed, crying a lot, not wanting to get up type of stuff. But I think that's where maybe that's the thing that lets me know, like, you're done. Like, you don't enjoy this anymore. And yep. and it's not filling your cup. And that's, I don't know. And I don't know whether that's good or bad that I get to that point where I'm like, and I'm done. Boop. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> that's you coping with the uh, like the overwhelm of the entire event yeah. um i don't know you recover from it eventually it's not like you actually like drop off the face of the earth but i mean a yeah. few days later you're all better right yes when i did network marketing it felt like i dropped off the face of the earth people were like trying to find me and contact steven and i just couldn't respond to people i just was like no. Um, and then it was funny because I still worked at Veritas. So I come to Veritas right. like nothing was wrong. But uh, like I was just like, yeah, because it was just that thing that I just didn't want to deal with. But and it's not like I had burnout with directing because I stopped. I announced I was leaving. I didn't know that anything was going to happen during this last show. You know, it would have right. gone off perfectly. So but yeah, I I think that finding something that you like, do you think that, I mean, do you think that you can have it all? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Right. No. Uh, but that's uh, your comment about high schoolers are being so focused on the money they'll make. You talked about how they won't go into acting because of that. Well, I think that's. Not it's all shorts, of them. That's some. But, but you know, many yeah. of them. It's when we 
have college advising assignments, part of what they look at is the salary of the job they're applying for. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, you know, it's a reality of what they look at. Well, I think that's just like the easiest thing to optimize for when you're young. It's easily measurable. You can find averages. It's just, it's really hard to find, you know, what job is good for work-life balance? What job is good for maximizing your creative ambitions? What jobs are good for training you to be an entrepreneur one day? Like you can't measure those things. And so I think that's why most people will go through some sort of transition in their twenties, right? You and I both went through this. We tried something, it worked for a while and then it didn't. And then we needed to make a change and figure something out. So part of that is people optimize for the wrong thing in getting a job. And most often it's optimizing for making the most money, which I don't think most people actually want. Which then again, we also said we have no regrets. So exactly. it's, it's part of but, the process. Yeah. But for all the all the warnings of like, don't go down this career path, sometimes you learn those lessons for yourself and then move on. But I think each change is trying to get closer to having it all. I don't think we'll ever get there. But I know, I mean, I think my big lesson, I think it's something similar to what you're going through is learning that the closest I'll get to having it all is piecing it together myself. It won't be one full-time job at a company that does all that for me. It'll be me starting something on my own that matches my interests because the company doesn't care about your fulfillment in the job. You know, if you go and work for some big giant company, they don't care about your fulfillment. They care about you doing a job. And so then it's on each person to find that fulfillment for themselves. You find this in studies of entrepreneurs that they work more hours than most other professions and they make less money, but they're happier. Right. And I think happiness is probably a better thing to optimize for than money. Yeah. I think, I don't know that I will ever, like, I can't see myself working for a company, I guess, anymore, ever again. <laughs> I mean, I work for one now, but <laughs> I don't mean like, I, I don't mean say, like having the full time, like 401k, right. blah, 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 and all that stuff. Like, I don't yeah. see that that, I don't know that that I would do that. And I like where I am. And, um, you know, even like getting a job at a public school and stuff like that, I just don't have any desire for it. Maybe that's because I have a husband that works. <laughs> that's probably why. Wait, that what do you mean? sounds really insensitive. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, what do you mean by... Uh... I'm like, and I can do whatever I want. Oh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a husband that makes money and allows me sure. to be able to do that. Never mind. Sure. Um, but hey, I made a lot of money... I was going to say, that's kind of bounced back and forth, right? It has bounced back and forth. Yes. And that's, um, it's funny that today we are doing this because, you know, I've started working on wardrobe edit again um, because I paused for what, you know, just happened and all that stuff. And I'm back to like editing the last few videos to upload to like the platform. Steven is currently in the other room (laughs) checking Dogecoin. Oh, So it's like, it's funny because, um, you know, he's doing that and he's really enjoying it. And I honestly, I see this like light in him where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. whatever, like whatever you want to do, you know? And I think that's, that's really what it boils down to is I think even when you're like married, you're just like, I just want you to be happy doing something. And like, I, I think we've bounced back and forth because we're, that's our version of like, I'm taking care of you until maybe you figure yeah. this out or whatever, right. you know? And, um, but also haven't you all changed from when you first, I mean, 
think of how long you two have been together. You aren't the same person as when you got together either. Right. And so probably the thing that would have satisfied you at, you know, 22 isn't the same thing that would satisfy you right now because he wouldn't have known. I mean, he wouldn't have been interested in cryptocurrency 10 years ago, right? <laughs> I mean, he should have been. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you really make the money. I want to say like the, the return on Bitcoin over the last 10 years is like 9 million percent. It's some crazy number. So yeah, seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's really crazy. But yeah, exactly. Like we, we aren't the same. And, yeah. and he, you know, we just had a conversation today where he's just like the, the, um, so my husband also works at the school. He does, I don't know what he does. He does a lot he's of the construction. He, he builds things. Yeah. He's a yeah. construction coordinator. He builds things and he fixes things and he fixes the, um, machines. <laughs> I think he's cars, MacGyver. Whatever they, yeah, he's, he's MacGyver. MacGyver. He, he he fixes everything with yes. like, uh, you know, a piece of bubble gum and a in a, yes. a string. Yeah, he it's is. incredible. Yeah, yeah. But even when we were talking today, he's like, I can't do this forever. Like my job is reliant on me doing manual labor, and I'm not right. going to be able to do manual labor for forever. And right. and and that's when I think of when I think of us and how far we've come. That is one of the things that I notice like as his wife is I'm like, he's not, it's different. Like, you know, he would come home and remodel our entire house, like in an evening and stay up late and you know what I mean? And, and get it done. But now, I mean, he's just exhausted. And, um, so it's kind of like for him, I think he's also at that point where he's like, what, what am I supposed to be doing? And what, what, what parts of this do I enjoy and not enjoy? And, um, how long am I going to be able to do this for, and that kind of stuff. So I think that's the point I'm trying to get at from before of, uh, I think lots of people get anxiety from thinking, you know, in response to that question, I need to have the right answer for 10 years out from now. And a lot of people need to be okay with just, I am in one place right now. There are certain opportunities around me. Which one of those can I do? That would be better than where I am right now. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be figuring out the exact right answer for, you know, five, 10 years out. Right. Um, that's a good way to end the show. You know, I was just trying to look for like something helpful to say. So hopefully that did it. But <laughs> no, I don't know. hopefully out of all this, that was the one. I hope, I hope thing. anything was helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I figure you're going to like edit out three quarters of this episode anyway. So we talked for like an hour and 15 minutes. So if this is like a 20 minute episode. I just want everyone to know this is how long we actually recorded for. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave most of this in. Okay. Also, you host a podcast. I mean, I do. you talk about other things going on. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. In, um, uh, I'm, I am planning on still doing that. So yeah, that's classical stuff you should know. You can find us on anywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, whatever you use. Um, yeah, we talk about uh, classical works and old books and poetry and all kinds of stuff. So you can check that out. I'm one of the three co-hosts there. And I think that's probably the, I don't really do social media stuff. You can find the podcast on Twitter at classical stuff, but that's, you know. And they have a website, classicalstuff.net. Yeah. Right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Newsletter has been on hold for the last couple of months. I just have not had the space for it. Yeah. They have a lot more episodes. So 160 they have 100, episodes. Yeah. It's 161, crazy? sir. 161. Are you, are you actually looking at our podcast right now? That's hilarious. No, I already looked it up. Oh. <laughs> You came prepared to this. You you did prep for this. <laughs> Unlike me, I just like showed up and was like, what are we talking about? Yeah. And th- they are hilarious together. And also, <laughs> yes, like very basically kind. some of my favorite people at the school. But thanks for letting me be on the podcast. This was really fun. 
Yeah, thank you. Hopefully this is, again, more enjoyable than me rambling about Antigone for 45 minutes. That's that's the bar <laughs> I'm trying to, to jump over. And I think I did it. <laughs> go I back. think I did it. Do that episode. And then do not go back and listen and do not, don't do it. You'll be depressed. You'll be sad. 